live, baby, with the executives, and we've united three the the three members of the New Age Alpha Dogs again. We're back, and we're gonna have all the dynasty moves that you need to make on the dynasty roundtable starting right now. Gentlemen, gentlemen, how's it going? Dude, awesome. love the cold open. Love it. I feel like I'm on the SNL, baby. Cold open. Let's do it. There you go. Cody, how you doing? Ted, Ted Fabulous. New Age Alpha Dogs in the hizzy. Long Couldn't time. be happier to be back. Couldn't be happier. Cody no. also taught us, taught me, anyway, a new word about 45 minutes ago. What was it again? E- We're going to try to try to break the demonetization record? No, no. That's not even a bad word. It was. E- you guys haven't, you e- guys haven't been demonetized since I was on one of these shows. You know that. No, we not nearly we, as we bad. Well, I don't understand. Somebody's going to have to explain YouTube to me because Alan Soslowski can talk about whatever body part (laughs) on him he wants to, and those never get demonetized. And like we, like Matt Babbitt will go, oh, bull strap. Like, and then, like, yeah, we got it. You just did it. Yeah. Yeah. I I almost said, like, I can't say, you can't say bull crap. You know, I can't do it. I don't have it in me as a human being to you know go oh gosh darn well maybe i do i don't know but the point is like this this episode exactly the the, (laughs) this episode will get demonetized but the one that they actually like anyway it's i don't understand youtube somebody (laughs) here's the word here's the word the dude the word is edentulous edentulous and after that you can fill it in with whatever curse word you want edentulous (laughs) i mean that's how it works blah 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 Toothless. Nick Tabs, Mr. Pfizer. Dude, Aaron Rodgers is so lame. He was thinking of that all week. And then, like, then you, if you listen, so I also listened to the, the Kelsey's podcast, and Travis Kelsey explained how, like, yo, I saw Aaron Rodgers. I, went, I had to make sure I went up to him. He was mad nice about it. And then you have, uh, see you next Tuesday ish. Rodgers, like, oh, Mr. Pfizer. Like, he's just insufferable. I'm he's with a, you, Seth. He's insufferable. He's a dog, bro. He's no, a dog, I've known. Yeah, uh, he's, he's a donkey. He's an he's, he's an idiot. Donkey. He's a dangerous um, donkey. I'm so, I'm so mad. Got, I'm so mad he got hurt. I'm so mad he got hurt. Uh, all right. Yeah, well, sure. I'm gonna, if we don't do this now, I'm gonna forget about it. I've got a rivalry to run. An informative segment from the Pop Father. But right afterwards, we will get into all things Dynasty. We'll even answer some of your questions right after this. This episode is brought to you by Rival Fantasy. Rival Fantasy, the coolest fantasy platform not enough people know about, but they will once I'm done, baby, because they're always innovating. They just rolled out seasonal leagues. We set them up for patrons, for our listeners, and they funded over $1,000 in payouts. That's what Rival's all about. They're always innovating. They already had the fantasy book where you can take overs and unders, stack them up, multiply your payout, but then they added challenges so you can set your own lines and put them out there for the community and then you can browse the community's lines and say hey this guy's crazy i'm gonna take the other side it's cool and they have fantasy bingo rival fantasy is reminding me how much fun i can have with fantasy football and use that promo code player the promo code is player they give you a 100 dollars instant deposit match plus 25 dollars plus a free play that promo code is player for up to 125 dollars in deposit bonus and a free play you can't beat it. Rival Fantasy promo code player. Don't forget about the Dynasty War Zone that airs Thursday, 5 p.m. Go check it out. Memphis Young is the man, and you never know who he's going to have on that program. Uh, so it's 
Memphis Young's been on this program. Like he's the man. Oh, so go check go Memphis check that out. So one of my favorite people in the industry for sure. But we have two of my other favorite people here tonight, and I have to ask you guys right off the bat. I mean, is this the week? Is it going to happen for Jonathan Taylor this week? What would you what What's your advice for people who drafted him, and what are we doing with them in Dynasty, Cody? I have him RB sixteen this week. It is a uh, strong front against Tennessee. Um, I'm not sure how much higher I'll get than RB sixteen, but I feel positive about him getting a sixty percent split, sixty forty. Um, if you compare what he did the first three games last year to what Moss has done in his first three starts this year, I believe the number is uh, Taylor has like two less carries in that stretch. Taylor had six more yards and two more receptions. So it's almost identical stat lines, and the offensive line is considerably better this year than it was last year. So I think Taylor coming back, and again, it's, it's such a weird dynamic that we've seen now um, just coming from a month ago to right now where it seems like, oh, yeah, he's happy. He wants to be back on the team. It's like, I thought he didn't want to be here. If you would ask me three weeks ago what I thought Taylor Taylor would be, it would be 15% chance he's back in Indianapolis. Now I feel like it's like a 70% chance that he fields on Sunday. It should probably be 80%, 90%. But I don't know. Expectation this week, It's I mean, there's going to be a little rust, right? There's going to be a little bit of rust at least to, to begin with. They get to Tennessee, a strong front, and then next week they go to Jacksonville. I think he gets ramped up. Cleveland's a tough front. New Orleans is a tough front. Like, there's a couple of tough matchups coming down the pipeline, but it's Jonathan Taylor, and this is a top five offensive line. So I'm trusting the process on Taylor, and I'm going to start buying. Or should have been buying already, but I was worried. So I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to start buying. What about you, Maddie? What What do you What are your thoughts on Taylor? I mean, I, I really I think Cody broke down my analysis on how to utilize him. If you roster him, you probably should look to bench. One more week. Um, I will say, though, according to PFF, the Indianapolis, or I should say the Tennessee Ooh. Titans run defense, the Tennessee Titans run defense is actually pretty piss poor, 52.1 grade in the rush defense. Uh, they give up the 11th most points to the league average, uh, That you know, just over a point over league average. But I think there'll be some rust. I think they'll ease him back in. Uh, so I do want to wait, but I'm buying if I can. Here's the thing, though. Here's the thing about Jonathan Taylor that um, if you waited this long, you've already effed up uh, because this is peak value. I mean, how much value does he have back now that he's going to play? It's just, you had, it, it was, he was a ticking time bomb every single week. His, his value was climbing. So you've waited too long, but I, if you're, if he's going to be a game changer for you and if the person in your league has indicated one iota that he could be available, I'd still be willing to pay. Uh over the next month, Indianapolis has a, a pretty weak schedule. Uh, they should sh- be able to smash against some poor Russian run defenses over the next month or so. Uh, so in my redraft leagues, I'm also buying because he could be your ticket out of uh, the basement. Yeah, I, I, were you, were, I'm sorry. I, I don't, I'm sorry for cutting you off, Seth. But I want to say, did PF? You said PFF has the Tennessee defensive line or defense as a bottom five. They're really good run against defense. the run, I thought. I was going to say, they haven't oh, given up 80 rushing yards in the season. That's, that's It's like what 61, I... 69, 72, 78 on the ground. Like You, okay. you kind of put my brain in a tizzy when you said that, and I was like, whoa, 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 I got to go look this up. But they haven't given up over 80 total rushing yards um, on the season to Cleveland, Cincy, New Orleans, or the Chargers, to my to my knowledge. Uh, no, so, I didn't say bottom five rush defense. Uh, but you I say like 31st or something? No. No, no, I gave the grade. Uh, they're they're oh, according the grade to, is thirty one. No, the grade's sixty six. 
They are so Tennessee right now, just rush grade, not overall defense, just rush grade. Right now is the fourth, sixth. It, they're tenth in the NFL for rush grade on PFF. Okay, okay, okay. that that makes tenth. more sense. But they are also maybe this is where you guys lost me. I was talking about the specific matchup. They give up. Uh, they're the eleventh most advantageous matchup according to our over league average statistic that we use in Player Profiler. So it's a it's a it's a decent matchup for. It's a soft. It's at least according to the the analytics. It's a it's a softer matchup in terms of however they do the grading. I'm not part of the grading. I just recite the grading. Mm, mm. So Interesting. You, okay. You, you don't shoot the messenger is what you're saying. Um, so on Jonathan Taylor, my advice, and I, you know, I feel like my advice on Jonathan Taylor was predicated on the fact that I wasn't sure if he was going to come back. Like the, these reports are conflicting, but you guys seem pretty confident that he's, that he's going to come back this week. And if he is going to come back this week and he is going to be eased into the role, I can't, I don't know if I would be all that confident in starting him this week because I could see it being, you know, 50, 50, 40, 60. I mean, who knows? We're, we're just not sure. But if, if we know for certain he's going to play, then absolutely. But yeah, like Maddie said, he, he probably waited too long. I mean, if anything, like you could probably only hold, or if you're not a fan, you, you're a seller right now because his value is peaking. Like it's going back up again where it was in the, it was in the toilet. Now it's going back up. So I'm I'm intrigued. I think you have to hold him. I don't like. I think that's kind of what you have to do. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I think my official advice would be like to see what you can like to put him on the block and see what happens. I mean that never hurts. Um, but I'm either hold or sell me personally because this this whole situation is just I don't know. I I, 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 I we'll see we'll see what happens. Um, but. What do you guys think? Do you, do you think there's a world where he doesn't play at all this season, or do you think he's for sure coming back and playing? Just based, based on the last couple of days, I would say he's yeah. Sorry yeah. for cutting you off, but yeah, just based no, on the last no, couple of days, sure. I'd say he's he's playing. Okay, yeah. okay. Because anyway, because that like when I was talking with Matt, we were like, oh, like on the Mind of Mansion, the show I was on. Anyway, not to plug that. Uh, <laughs> we we've all been on the Mind of Mansion here. Um, yeah. So we all of us about had, it. Yeah, we were all talking about our experience um on the show and matt and i were discussing this and it was very uncertain at that time so it's like things change so quickly in fantasy football and definitely you gotta as as my advice my general advice like don't be afraid to sort of shift your opinion or your way of thinking because this news and information especially with weird situations like jonathan taylor it's i mean you don't like it's don't be stubborn like i can be sometimes um you know just be willing to yeah, exactly. Bayesian process. So um, shout out to the chat. The chat's killing it. We we had a question I wanted to get to. We have Booba in the chat. Purdy or Burrow? Boom. Got to pick wide receiver two flex from Chase Lamb, Dell, Myers, Ayuk. Also got a trade offer for Ayuk for Robinson Jr. Got a chain Moss. Man, that's a loaded, that is a loaded comment, but what do you guys that would get that? like? That would get like a ban on Sunday morning. In the, in the <laughs> I would, yeah, I would get like a t- put you in time over five minutes and rethink your question. Um, Let's just start a chapter one. Chapter one, Purdy or Burrow? I'm assuming this week, Purdy. It's got to be, Purdy. yeah. I'm assuming, I'm assuming be. it's this week, right? Yeah, yeah. I have Purdy 15 and Burrow. Ooh, I have Burrow 14. They're playing Arizona, right? That's and uh, Purdy's playing thinking. Dallas. I, I have Burrow I guess, at 14. Gosh, Technically, I, I got Burrow ahead of him. Gosh, I guess I guess the matchup would favor Burrow, but 
Golly. I don't want to, though. I I I mean, Purdy's uh, like Purdy's almost Purdy's matchup proof with Shanahan and those weapons. Feels like it, don't it? Mm -hmm. I think Mm -hmm. I'm going to go Purdy. I can't trust Burrow. And then the two for the flex. I think Chase. Well, gosh. Chase Lamb, Dell Myers, Ayuk. Chase Lamb, Dell Myers, Ayuk. You got to pick two. Ayuk. I think this guy's team is broken. Chase Lamb Ayuk is basically the decision of two. Which two of those three are we are we starting? Uh, so Cody, let's say what, what do you got in your rankings? We'll go through your ranks. I got at Chase receiver. at four. So you're Lamb playing Chase five. Then you're playing Lamb. So that's your answer, right you got there. Chase and Dell at thirteen. And uh, where's Ayuk? Thirty. Wow, you have him so, that low. Huh? So you, I mean, that's gonna be a Stephon Gilmore special. I would have to imagine, and the, I mean, this could be an old school little defensive matchup. So uh, I think I'm with you, Cody. Let's go with the two studs. Okay, it's week All five. Right. Let's not get scared. It's yeah. Lamb and it's Lamb yeah. and Chase. What the hell did you draft those two guys one two? If you're not going to stick to them through thick and thin. Also, is Robinson Jr. So there was one more question on there too. Was by it the Brian way. or oh, Bijan? Oh my goodness! <laughs> I think I think Robinson Jr. is Brian. I think yeah, Bijan's on Jr. Right? No. Okay, so Ayuk for Robinson. I, given I, this lineup, I, I would, I would, I would see if I could get an extra. He also has A Chain yeah. and Madison. Yeah, I think he could reuse that running back more than he could use the receiver. I just think at this point, Ayuk's value is high. Booba, should, Booba. Dude, you know what he should have done more. He should have traded. He should have traded Moss for Robinson last week, and just, just, just dropped his sack in the freaking wheelbarrow and said, "I think Taylor's coming back, and Moss is going to lose his job." That would have been nice. And just. That would have been that would have been the move. But you could also now use Moss with Ayuk to get a nice yeah. little second piece along with Maybe. Brian Robinson. But I do think Brian getting Brian Robinson's good process right now. He's just getting the I volume, think. and I hate to say it. All right, uh, my brain hurts from three questions and uh, <laughs> no punctuation at all. Well, there's a comma in there. Sorry. <laughs> well, the, uh, cut the editor. Here. Here. All right. The editor has to. What are we? What, what are we guys? What are we? What are we doing with Justin Fields and Dynasty? I'll hit you. I'll hit, I'll hit you with this hammer right over the head, Maddie. What do you? What do you? We'll start with you. What do? You, what are we doing with Justin Fields? I think we're holding a Justin Fields. I think you have to hold. Um, in superflex leagues, the return for Fields I still think is at probably eighty percent. That's just I don't want to sell right now. When you look at his upcoming schedule, uh, he's got some pretty good matchups. I know this Thursday might be tough, so if you're okay gutting through a potential tough matchup on Thursday, it gets a lot easier on the other side uh for for the the bears for a few weeks so i I don't think i'm willing to sell right now give me a few weeks and i think the play is hopefully he could put a couple of these good games together over the next four and then you can reevaluate whether you want to kind of go for someone that's win now maybe it's a stroud in redraft so a trade like that but in dynasty i mean what what are you going to get right now for fields if you're contending that makes it okay to trade someone that could be that 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 much of a difference maker we saw what he did last week and i know the consensus is saying we can't have faith in it because it's with his arm. But sometimes what happens in the fantasy world is we want something to happen so bad for so long that when it finally does, it's like a dog chasing a tail. It's like we can't catch it. So it's like it's a Tony Pollard effect. Everyone loved Tony Pollard for years, and then he's going to get the role, and everyone's like, fade Tony Pollard. I mean, you know, obviously not everybody, but that seems to be some of the echoes. So I think uh, in this respect, like we're finally waiting on Fields to have a good passing game, and he does, and we're like, ah, ah. Don't, don't have any faith in that. It's like, doesn't that seem counterintuitive? Like, we we know he can rush, and now we're seeing some passing. Don't we want both? So I, I'm holding. 
I heard that Sean Payton and the Denver Broncos, again, this is just me listening to Bears Talk Radio, so no confirmed sources here, but they were planning on Justin Fields having a ton of design runs, and the Bears basically went in the opposite direction and had Fields throwing the football. And that's, you know, so they they were planning on spying him. And anyway, so Fields, I mean, had an excellent three quarters of football. There's no doubt about it. But, man, Cody, you were talking, we were talking in the other show, Three quarters is not four quarters. So what's what's your official opinion on Justin Fields? Was this performance enough to kind of sway you in another direction? Or are you steadfast in your Justin Fields? Eh, I don't know. What do you think? I tell you what, that 12 for 12, buck 85 and three touchdowns in the first half, that was exactly what all the, uh, uh, you know, he was number one in MVP bets coming into the season. Like that 12 for 12, buck 85 and three, that was MVP Justin Fields. Um, but those last two drives, man, that was that was 2023 Justin Fields with the uh, fumble that turns into a touchdown and the pick to end the game, forcing the ball into a, in a tight crevice. You have to be able to make those throws right there. All the cute stuff from minute one to minute 48 is awesome. It's nice. But where do the best make their money? In the last 10, right? Brady makes his money in the last 10. Rogers made his money in the last 10. All those guys, right? I know there's only two, that's the two goats, but you get what I'm saying here, right? Mm-hmm. Even Kirk Cousins is, is, is good in the last drives of games if it's not in the playoffs. And Fields is showing that he can play for the majority of the game. But when push comes to shove, pick in a push throw, I think you hold Justin Fields here because you can't get anything near what you paid for him as far as value goes to get back. The thing that I'm worried about is that. And I, and I mentioned it on the last show, but I didn't break it down much, was the Justin Fields and Zach Wilson, it's it's too perfect that they both have that good three quarters, and then they both flounder it in the, in the fourth quarter, and the same weekend. And so I did some research while I was going through my top 10 thoughts this week over at Roster Watch, and that was that Christian Ponder had a game completing 81% of his passes. He had two touchdowns, a pick, 174 yards, and he beat RG3 34-27. That was in his 32nd start out of 36. He was benched four games later. Jake Locker had one of his best career games, 69% completion percentage, 378 yards, two touchdowns, no picks, in a 44-41 win over Detroit. That was in his 21st of 23 career starts. Two two later, he was benched. Tim Tebow had a game completing 67% of passes, 202 yards, two touchdowns, no picks, and a win over Minnesota, 35-32. That was in his 10th of 15 regular season starts. All three of those guys have something in common. They were first-round picks. They suck. They were overrated. They had good games near the end. It's one last hurrah. That's what it feels like, at least for Zach Wilson. Now, again, you have Chris Jones come out and vouch for him, whatever. Justin Fields, I have a little more uh, trust and believe that there's something there that can be built in, but it worries me that over the course of two years, we haven't seen it actually take place where you can actually see monumental growth in the passing monumental growth and understandings of pocket presence, monumental growth and understanding when to take the ball down and run, when to check certain things, when to go here, when to pass on this. It, you just haven't seen it with either of these guys. That's what worries me the most. So I'm holding him for now. I don't know what the hell I'm hoping for because they have two picks that are going to be in the top five this year. So I don't know what I'm hoping for um, that he sits behind Caleb or Drake next year. I don't know or that he gets traded to Buffalo and he follows the Mitch Trubisky career arc. Like, the floor could really fall out on fields. That's what I'm scared of. So uh, let me ask you this, Cody, that uh, do you think if he has, let's just say over the next four games, he puts up two games, 25 more fantasy points, two good games. 
are you going to sell at that point? Like, I, that's where I'm at. I, I'm at a whole. If they lose this football stretch. If they win, okay, so the Bears winning factors in them. That's a good point. That's a good thing to bring up. But yeah, because I mean, we're I know we're talking fantasy, but like in the grand scheme of like his value, like he, he's got to be a starter to have any value, right? Like that's as soon as they put Tyson Bagent in, it's gone. Oh, it's over. And it's I over think, at that point. And yeah. I think that and 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 again, like people don't want to hear this, but I think that those days are closer than they are further away. Like Tyson Bajan went from three to two, right? Yeah. We saw that already happen. I'm not I mean, he's the most prolific quarterback in the history of college football. I'm not sitting down here in a soapbox to say Tyson Bajan's better than Justin Fields, but what I'm saying is he's progressed more in four months than Justin Fields has in two years. So I'm mm-hmm. I'm just saying that's what I'm saying. Um yeah, I guess if you're talking about selling fields, you know, if he puts up another game today, like this week of, you know, if he puts up 2025 20, tomorrow night. Sure. I mean, I don't know if they lose, though, like if it's a if it's a if it's a 28, 17 game and he goes for 220 in the air and 70 on the ground and scores a touchdown, and they still lose. People are going to be like, well, he's at least, you know, he's looking competent and he throws a pick and they lose. I don't know. Like, I don't I don't know what to do. That's what I'm saying. No. I just, I'm, I'm just, Stuck in a weird spot. I just I'm scared the floor can just fall out at any time. I also want to add this when it comes to rostering fields. A, a benefit that we have is we have a lot of red flags. We have a lot of indicators. We can ride the wave pretty close to the shore before we have to dive off it, in my opinion, because what Cody brings up, I think, is the thing we need to look at. The faith in him through the Bears and the winning record will indicate a lot. And when they go to Bajan, that'll be when they've decided that they're they are going to be in the Caleb Williams sweepstakes, potentially even the Drake May sweepstakes. Because I think that if he rattles off a few wins, I don't think they're going to take Drake May over fields if he wins some football games here from here on out. Uh, but I think no matter what, they will take Caleb Williams over Caleb, uh, over over Justin Fields. And that will be indicated by some losses over the next month and a Tyson Bajan appearance. If Tyson Bajan comes into the game like Bailey Zappi did, it's over for fields. It's over because it's oh, I'm up here in mass and it feels like it's D U N for Mac Jones era. Yeah. So I, I think I have a little Bears bit of different, a little bit different perspective to be, to be, I was asked this question on uh, the, my dimension and my position hasn't changed at all. Like this is year three, the bears upgraded their offensive line. They had, they brought in DJ Moore, fantastic trade with Carolina. And well, maybe not considering they could have had C.J. Stroud, but they were never in a position to take a quarterback. They were always going to give Justin Fields another crack at it. But this is year three. The excuses are drying up quickly. He just played Denver. Denver gave up 70 points to the Miami Dolphins and made Devon A. Chain or eight. Uh, am I saying that wrong? A Chan? Is that a Chan? A Chan. Yeah. A Chan. Devon yeah. A. Chan made him look like the second coming of Walter Payton. On four touchdowns, unbelievable. I, I, I mean, we'll talk more about Devon Achan later on, but Justin Fields needs to prove it again. And you're in hold mode if you're in dynasty, because right now, if you sell, you're selling. I I think seventy cents on the dollar would be is about what you're going to get. Like you're not going to get full value, so you have to you have to hold. This is a this is a big test. That Washington defensive line is good. It's full mm-hmm. of studs. The Bears' offensive line—they—they—they they, they might get Tevin Jenkins back. That might be—that might help. But the the Bears' offensive line's good enough. You have DJ Moore, Cole Komet's a serviceable tight end. Darnell Mooney's good. Like there are no more excuses. This is year three, right? And the yes, the Bears' coaching staff—you can say what you want to. 
about the coaching staff. It's been awful. Awful is probably not a strong enough word for it. <laughs> it's been horrendous. Yeah, it's been pretty terrible. So you can blame the coaching all you want to, but I don't see other quarterbacks in similar situations. I mean, CJ, look at CJ Stroud. You see, you're seeing it right away. You're seeing it right away in a very similar situation, right? He's, I mean, Nico, nobody thought Nico Collins was a world beater before this year. I mean, Tank Dell's a third round pick. We thought he was great. Not, not, I mean, that's about it. I mean, Justin Fields needs to be more consistent. He needs to be better in these situations that Cody's talking about in order to prove that he's a franchise quarterback. Thursday's a big game for him. And this is exactly why Tyson Bagent, if you don't have him in Dynasty and a Superflex, go at him. He's probably free. He he had he was awesome. I know it's Shepard. You're going to say, oh, Shepard, where's that at? Where are they in the field herding sheep? No, like pretty he much. Was awesome. He was awesome at the Senior Bowl for the from what I hear. I was not at the Senior Bowl myself, but all the reports were that he was awesome. When the Bears signed him, I thought that was a that was a good move. Maybe he's Tony Romo 2.0. I don't know, but you're These the long story. Fans. The long These story short. Long story short, is you are holding. I think my glass is half Justin full, isn't it? Fields, you're holding. You're you're not like holding, like you know, like uh, what's his face from Kansas City, uh, Juwan James. Juwan Taylor. Oh my uh, God, he's, oh, he's Taylor, gonna have a Taylor. rough go at it. Rough. Anyway, uh, so you're holding Justin Fields. Seth, uh, let me ask you something. Yo, yeah. So up there, and you know, uh, you're a Bears fan. So do you follow the Bears like? Sports radio, bears. Oh, of course. Yeah. Okay. I'm all What's in, the dude. buzz? What's the oh, buzz? Either, is it a uh, oh god. It's give me the Def give me the burning right now. It's DEFCON <laughs> level five, like DEFCON red. I mean, it's it's as bad as it's like Eberflus is the worst coach ever. Like yeah. these decisions that he's making, the fourth and one call in the shotgun is the worst call that's ever been made by an NFL head that coach. That was pretty terrible, yeah. It was it was pretty bad. I mean, you gotta utilize Justin's legs and that. Uh, if you're situation. gonna put a shotgun, yeah, obviously. <laughs> or a lot of people are like, "Oh, to kick the field goal or not to kick the field goal instead of going for it on fourth and one." I mean, you blew a 21 point lead, which is the biggest, uh, you yeah. know, the, 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 I think the biggest loss given up. It's like tied for the biggest deficit given up in in franchise history. Brutal. So but are we they got calling to, for Bajan at all? I don't. Not yet. I, I think it's more okay. on the coaching staff. So we, okay. but we do have some questions. I, I turned this into a bear show officially. Is exactly what I try to do. Stunt. Single QB dynasty league got an offer for T Law for Stroud. Are we there yet on Stroud? What do we think, T Law or Stroud? We talked about it on yesterday's episode of the Hurdle on the executives uh, of fantasy football here on YouTube. Check it out. We're, we're, that was the exact conversation we had. I'm going Stroud right now. Strizzy, gotta be Strizzy. He passed him in that game in Duval when he went down there and dog walked him, <laughs> and basically said, "Yo, you were supposed to be sunshine." I'm not sunshine because I don't have long hair, but I'm sunshine because I progressed more in four months than you did in a year and a half, two years. And, you know, Lawrence had that. Everyone gave him the Manning year, right? The Manning year when he threw all the picks. Like, oh, he'd be, he'd be, he'd be Gucci, man. He's going to be Gucci. Now he's got Kelvin Ridley. Guess mm. what? Your boy CJ Stroud has Nico Collins playing in his college Marvin Harrison role. Mm-hmm. And he's got Tank Dell running the 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 the, the sickest routes which kind of mirrors a guy or two that we know in Ohio State, which by the names of Olave and JSN, those were his route gods, right? Mm-hmm. The guys where when you watched Stroud on tape, it was who were the guys that were always in the spot where the ball was supposed to be. It was always JSN and Olave. Now that's Tank Dell. 
And then he's got this big body over the top. That's that's Nico who's playing in that Marvin Harrison. Like this is, I mean, they they teed him up to win. In Jacksonville, I don't know, you can't say the same thing, but it doesn't seem like Lawrence has everything dialed in. And you got two-year advantage for Stroud. I, I love what I'm seeing right now out of Stroud. So I'm gonna I'm gonna ride Strizzy as a as a quarterback seven in Dynasty. I'm I'm gonna make it unanimous and I'm gonna go Stroud too. Um so we got another question here. Would y'all trade Jamar? I'm assuming Chase for Kenneth Walker. I have CeeDee Lamb. I'm on Raw rostered. My backs are Rashad and Madison. What do you think? Are we there? Are we there yet in Dynasty where we're panicking on Jamar Chase? No. I don't think so. No. But no, when I look at this roster, Kenneth Walker makes a huge difference on his team. But CeeDee Lamb, Amon Ra, and Jamar Chase was the dream one, two, three, dragon stable in Dynasty. So you have it. Yeah, you don't give it away. Don't give away at all. Figure out cheaper options at running back if you're trying to get some depth. Am I crazy to think that Madison might be fine? Am I nuts for thinking that? They just like he know. might be okay. He might be okay. Like he got six. The offensive line is terrible, bro. Yeah, okay. terrible. It's Darisaw and O'Neal, and in between, it's terrible. Okay, terrible. And like they told you, it, it, trust me. I went to the Vikings training camp and I literally tweeted this and I talked about Madison all fall and they gave him a 90-10 split in camp. The 10 was CJ Ham. It wasn't Ty Chandler. It wasn't mm-hmm. Dwayne McBride. It was 90-10 Madison. Like they told us they liked Madison. They told us they were going to put him in this role and they told us they didn't give a rat's ass about McBride or Ty and they brought in Kareem Hunt, didn't sign him. They brought in Mike Davis, didn't sign him. They didn't even entertain Fournette. They didn't entertain Zeke. They didn't trade for anybody. Like they told you what they wanted to do. The reason he started out so flat was his offensive line is dog water. So I'm trusting yep. Madison. Well, and then they traded for Cam Akers, and it was still but that was Mad- that was like a freak. That was like a it was like and a, that was later. I know what you were saying. You were talking about like going into the season, they didn't do anything. Yeah, yeah. And then they they just took a free flyer on Cam Akers a couple weeks in. Yeah, but the per- the perception is, oh, they traded for Cam Akers. Here we go, Cam Akers. And then in the first game that Cam Akers is active, 69% snap share for Madison and mm-hmm. about 30-some percent for Cam Akers. So I, like, and, who, and who was the guy that, that didn't get a single, single, single fantasy point in that game at running back for the Vikings? Was it Ty Cam Ty Chandler. Or Ty Chandler. Ty Chandler. That's why they brought Akers in. Okay. Because Chandler doesn't practice for shit, and he shows up on game day. He's not a practice guy. Like that's that's a well known mm. fact. He's not a practice guy. And when you're not a practice guy, you have to be a fucking stud to be put out there on game with day. that BS, just, that yeah, bull I mean, stuff. Yeah, I mean he again. He's a great. He was a good prospect at at Tennessee and at North Carolina. But you have to be a motherfucker to get that That'd opportunity. If, if you, yeah, if you're just a gamer, and not a practice guy, you like you can't. No, you you got to be a dog. Yeah, so practice. that's my thoughts on that. Producer Jay is killing it in the chat. Um, he's got a question. Would either of you move Garrett Wilson or Waddle for Kenneth Walker? It's same kind of same question, really. I mean, I prob- I would not do that um, because I, I, I think Garrett Wilson is one of the bigger buys in Dynasty right now because of the quarterback situation and the perception of that. And a lot of people don't think Zach Wilson can repeat. I don't, I don't think, I think, I think the jets would be doing a malpractice if they start Zach Wilson for the rest of the season with that defense. I think the longer they wait, the worse it's going to get for them. And they seem like GM coach kind of in desperation mode, right? I mean, the stars were aligned with Aaron Rodgers. They had to do something this year. So I, that makes me think that the situation for Garrett Wilson will be better. So my answer to this question is 
I like Garrett Wilson the best, even though I, coming into the season, I thought he was overvalued. Waddle and then Kenneth Walker. I think it's – what do you guys think? You know, it's it's kind of along the same lines as that last one. Mm. We, we, we did so much work together over the summer, the three of us, that we kind of all – gravitated to a handful of players at receiver uh, some team builds you know we did a number of startups together and cody uh executed this team build marvelously in multiple where he took the the double dragons the two receivers at the end of the startup or at the end of the first round early second startup and that was usually garrett wilson aj brown or garrett wilson and cd Lane. like it was these two receivers so if that was the plan we all were confident about it all three of us liked that strategy that was only a month ago Stick to the plan, guys. Stick to the plan. It's only week five. And another thing about Walker, I love Kenneth Walker, but you are buying at the 98th percentile for Bryce. You're getting into the card market at the peak. There's no room for profit here and a ton of room for a huge hole in your lineup. So I'm not looking to trade one of these top-tier receivers for even a top-tier running back like Walker going into week five. And on top of that, it feels like a buy low on Waddle right now Mm. because of the output we've seen and a buy high on Walker. But you have to remember, we're talking dynasty. And Walker, despite being 23, like we know he's got a couple years in him, Waddle's going to be here for eight more years, seven more years, eight more years, projecting in this offense with Mike McDaniel. And Tyreek's going to be gone in a year and a half per Tyreek. Like whose offense is this? At age 26, this is this is Jalen Waddle's offense at age 26. Are they going to go find the new Tyreek in the draft? No, like no, you're maybe Zachariah right. Branch, unless they like they have to like nail Zachariah Branch and go, yeah, he's going to play in that role, or like nail Travis Hunter and put him in that role. But like, I don't think Travis Hunter's. You know what I'm saying though? Like you I have know, to, I understand what you no, mean. No, like it's Waddle's offense in a year and a half, yeah. and and Walker. I'm not. I hate putting injuries on people, but like. You know how the running back position goes. You know, I don't have to say it. Don't like the running back is the crown jewel at this point in in dynasty, and the crown jewel is defined as build the entire roster and put the cap on it with the running back. In the NFL, you put the cap on it with the quarterback, and in fantasy, you put the cap on it with the running back. And that cap should be should have been Bijan. It should have been Ken Walker or Brees two years ago. Like Mm -hmm. that's the crown. Bang, put it on. You're done. Put it on. Bang, you're done. Or, or hit on the guy later, whatever it is. Um, that's so you know, you know, you're not trading Waddle for Ken Walker, you're 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 holding Waddle because it's dynasty and you're gonna, you know, trade some other non piece for 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 Walker if you can. But I don't, you know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? No, I know exactly what you mean. My rule of thumb, and that I would I want to hear your thoughts on this, Cody, if this kind of uh, articulates the plan for the people listening to what you just said. Running backs are the, the jewel. They're the last touch of the cherry on top. They should be acquired with picks, not players. That's my philosophy. So being that being you find yourself a contender, so your first round is not Marvin Harrison. It's not Mbuka. It's not Neighbors. It's not Caleb Williams. It's not a top at, at end pick. The second round, obviously, at the end of the second. You should now be looking to take that first and 24, any type of extra pick capital you have, and then go after your running back. No, my philosophy is don't typically subtract from your build for your jewel. Add it with picks. Add it in the waiver wire if you can. Get lucky if you have to. But that's where you and you get those jewels because you're kind of running in place when you lose the the point potential of a Waddle or a Wilson. There's no and shame in just go ahead. 
Now, as you say, and breaking news, there's no Bijan next year. And there's no Brees Hall next year. Like, we hope right. Travion's good. We hope Braylon Allen's good. But you have Garrett Wilson and you have Waddle. And I'm assuming you probably have a decent third piece. So, you know what I'm cool with? I'm cool with you saying, you know, my team's good enough. I'm going to make a championship run. I'm not going to be in the Marvin Harrison sweepstakes. I'm not going to be in the Caleb sweepstakes. Mm-hmm. I'll send that first round pick next year for Ken Walker. Yep. I'll do that. But I'm not going to get rid of Waddle because Waddle means too much to my build. Like, it, that's, a, that's, a, that's a pivotal piece in my build. Yeah, and the, just think of all the veteran running backs that you can trade for. It seems like year after year after year. It seems like I, I loved what you said, Maddie, because that's exactly how I try to build my dynasty teams too. If it's a super flex, I start with quarterback. If it's a tight end premium, I got to have some tight ends. And we all know wide receiver values. They last, they stick around the longest, man, especially mm-hmm. if you can get some of the elite ones. And so the last piece, maybe the the least important part of a build because you can get them later. I mean, look at where David Montgomery, Isaiah Pacheco and dynasty startups. Look at where those running backs were going and not in the first four or five rounds. That's for sure. In, in super flex leagues. So I, I'm right there with you, man. I, I think running back as, as great as Ken Walker is. And, and I love him. Like he's, he's a fantastic player and was very underrated coming into the season. But you got to hang on to these stud alpha wide receivers because those are some of the most important assets to have on your team for longevity right. and for the now. So it's that you're hitting. You're, I mean, you're hitting on, on those players for sure. Um, we have more questions. I don't know if we'll get to them all, but thank you. The chat is just alive and popping. You guys are killing it. We'll get to as many questions as we can. Uh, but I do want to ask you guys this because we touched on it a little bit in the Oh, and in the show that we did with you guys, the huddle, I believe it's called. Um, there's a couple players that seem to be going in opposite directions. <laughs> what? A, you got it. You were on it a ha- an hour ago. What did I do? The huddle? <laughs> <laughs> I just, I wasn't going to say anything, but I just saw Maddie's eyes. <laughs> it would uh, Well, you know what, Seth? I, yeah, I, I shouldn't I, say anything. I, I am so excited to be here on the Dynasty Square table. Square table. <laughs> it is a square table. It is the a dinner table. The dynasty dinner yeah, table. Yeah, yeah, I'm yeah, so glad to be table. here. Dynasty dinner table. You can call it whatever you want. The square table. The, it is a square. I don't know if we can get Streamyard to support. A, it's like a, a triangle circular, to me. A circular screen where we like all have a seat. pyramid. It's like a pyramid scheme. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, so I was on the 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 dynasty. Uh, you know, uh, whatever your show was called. Um, <laughs> and. <laughs> and uh we were talking about hey, hey maddie remind me never to invite this guy on our show again <laughs> yeah can we delete that episode oh you know you guys are doing it to me you know what cody uh, let's get this fucking show demonetized <laughs> god damn fucking uh, show oh good I'm the, this is good stuff this is good radio <laughs> This is great content. Yeah, this is this is what I. You're on the dinner table. This is this everything that I've striven, if that's even a word, as the editor, I've strove, I've strived to be. Is this these moments right here on the the Dynasty Roundtable? So if you you like me fucking up the name of the show that I was on like two minutes, like thirty minutes ago, you click the like button, subscribe to the channel. This is what uh, happens when Matt's not here. He yeah, doesn't this, have. He, he, we don't have control. It's really, really all. We needed Matt to reel us it's in. It's really this all Matt Babich's fault. fault. It's really. This is Sam's fault. Sam's visiting yeah. Matt right now, so he couldn't be on the show. Shout out to the Babiches. That's right. Babiches. 
That's Tell right. I, I, I get in town. The Babbage, his parents. How, how can I not? Everybody go follow uh, Matt Babbage on, tw- yes, on Twitter. Yes, absolutely. Babbage underscore Matt 10. Show. See, I know the, the, the fucked up part is I know his Twitter handle, but I can't remember the show that I was on with you guys 30 minutes ago. Unreal. But I know his Twitter Unreal. handle because he's my co-host, man. Like him and yeah, I are. He's awesome. He's like my little brother, that guy. Love that and guy. Sam's in the Sam's in our league, so shout out Sam. That's Not right. in the chat because they're hanging out. He's usually in the chat, though. Dev- Devon Achain. Now he's going to butcher this one. Achain. 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 Like Pokemon. We saw that. I think, I think Jay in the chat gave us a, a, some a, a phonics breakdown. Achain. Achain. So we have. Oh, it, wasn't, it wasn't Jay. It was Gogo Jin. I think it's Achain. We have two players. A-chan. A-chan, and we have Jackson Smith and Jigba. One of them's no. going like this. One of them's going like this in Dynasty. So what, here's my question to you guys. Are we buying the Achan hype, and are we worried about JSN? You can go in any direction that you want to go in with that. Cody, what do you think? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to burn the ships down right now. I'm going to burn the ships to the ground. You ready for this one? Mm. Jump off the Achan yacht. Jump off of it. The it's yacht. a yacht right now. Wow. It's a yacht, yacht right now. It's a yacht. He's a, yacht. He's a this pretentious is, man. This is a Chan. This is a, this is a Chris Johnson level yacht right now. This thing is huge. Yep. Right? Over like 300 a, yards rushing the last two weeks. He's got six touchdowns. Again, we talked about it two weeks ago. This is unattainable, man. 22 touches, 200, 230 yards. Like This is unattainable to keep this up. And then he doubles down last week. He takes 11 touches. For 120 and two touchdowns, we did the same shit with half the touches. Jump off the HN yacht. I made a trade. Maddie's heard this four times now. September 3rd, <laughs> before the season started. It was the worst trade of my life at the moment. I made a mistake. So at the grocery store, walking down the aisle, got a trade offer on MFL on a Tuesday before the season started. And it said, first round pick for Devon HN. And I was like, shit, I'll take a first round pick. Except, put the phone away. Two days later, Thursday Night Football, set my lineups. Wait. I have Devon H. Son of a. I realized 48 hours later that I traded for Devon H. Gave up a first round pick before it started. So your boy just put him on the block last night, and I'm going to trade Devon H. away for more than that first round pick. And that's a promise. And I'll be back, you know, on the hurdle, probably on Friday or maybe next Tuesday, whatever it is. You mean the huddle? <laughs> Son of a bitch. Make I sure need- you get that show right. The show name. What the number is because I'm trading Devon HN. I'm jumping off the 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 HN yacht, which is like literally driving right next door to the Chris Johnson yacht, of 2008. They're just two yacht boys. And you know what's gonna be down rock. below? Like it's a it's a raft right now. The Jackson Smith and Jigba raft. I'm it's jumping like, yeah. off the yacht and I'm landing in that raft and I'm gonna drive over to the island. That's what I'm doing. I'm jumping off the yacht onto the Jackson Smith and Jigba raft. And when you compare what Njigba's done, I lined it directly side by side with what Amon Ra did. And the reason I decided I put it right by side what Amon Ra did his first four games of his career was because that was the comp coming out. Not because they both have a hyphen in their last name. Actually, Njigba's is in the last, Amon Ra's is in the first. But they both, Amon Ra was wide receiver 76 the first four games of his career, and Jigba 89. The snap shares, 59, 56, 54, 53. Amon Ra, 64, 60, 43, 72. The output was nearly the same. 20 targets for Smith and Jigba, 12 receptions, 62 yards. 18 targets for Amon Ra, 12 receptions, 113 yards. Very similar stuff. And that continued on 
through game 10 for Amon Ra. And then the back end, he was wide receiver two from game 11 to game 17. I think a lot of you remember this. The difference is Amon Ra played with Tyrell Williams, Quintez Cephas, Khalif Raymond, and TJ Hawkinson. So there was no real talent to really overcome. It was just kind of timing. But for me, I trust Jackson Smith and Jigma because of the talent that he is. And this football team is much more advanced than that, that Detroit football team was. You're seeing targets right now in Seattle going to Kenneth Walker. Ken Walker is a guy that his target share has risen 9% from last year when he's running a route. Noah Fant, the last three weeks, 40-plus receiving yards. Tyler Lockett, DK Metcalf looking good. Once they figure out how to utilize JSN more, and he, like it's not like he's not running routes, he's not getting opportunities. There's just dudes there. They're winning football games. They're happy. It's the same thing with Gibbs. He's on a raft right now, too, for some reason, even though he looks good. Trust the process with these guys. You cannot just be like, oh, shit. Like, I put it before the season started. You can ask Maddie. I, I put Jackson Smith and Jigba as wide receiver seven in Dynasty, and I mm-hmm. don't care. I locked it. I locked it. On, on XL, you can lock, a, you can protect a row. I locked it. He ain't going, yeah. he can't go lower. It's locked. I don't, it's broken. I can't fix it. I can't edit it. It's done. I'm not doing it because I know what he is. And again, we have a, a, a 30-year-old vet in Tyler Lockett. You have a definition of an alpha in DK Metcalf. You have a, a, a savage, a dog, a menace at running back in Ken Walker. And you have a quarterback in Geno Smith that's, that's competent enough to feed everybody the football. I promise you JSN's going to eat. You just got to give it time. So I'm jumping off the Davon HN yacht, and I'm landing in that freaking raft, and I'm riding it to the beach because I'm going <laughs> to have a damn good dynasty season not having HN on my roster at the start of the 2024 season and having all of the Jackson Smith and Jigba speedboats. Oh, they'll, they'll, they'll be speedboats by the end of the season. Here's a, uh, So that was fantastic because I never thought a yacht. I never thought a yacht when it comes. You know, there's, it's, there's so much like stock analysis with fantasy that I think the, the natural evolution is yachts. Because if you watch Wolf of Wall Street, I actually just watched it the other day. That's what he did. He, you know, he climbed up. And then he had a freaking yacht, and it was massive. It was beautiful, and that is what A Chain is right now. He is on a yacht. Here's what I will say: When rubber meets the road, practice theory becomes practice for us dynasty gamers. If you're winning this year, if you're three and one, four and zero, oh, or two and two with a, a chance, I'm keeping A Chain because that's the crown jewel. That's the boom, that's the last of the infinity stones for your championship run. If I'm middling or not looking to compete, I'm with Cody one million percent. You are selling that yacht and cashing in big time. And when it comes to Jackson Smith and Jigba, I, I, th- I think the person in most of my leagues that rosters him hates me because I have sent out offers every single week. He's bad because I just I believe it's inevitable. I believe he's inevitable. And in this offense, you know, the the theory is they can't support three people. Well, they don't. They only have to support two because we haven't seen Lockett really do much other than that two-touchdown game. And he only scored 25 points with two touchdowns. It wasn't like a really great game. He doesn't look like the difference maker that we've come to know. There's room for JSN. And two things collide when it comes to JSN. The bye week, which we all know is good for the installment, like the official anointment of these rookies, and the health. We forget that, what was it, a month ago? We thought his debut would be after the bye. Because of the wrist injury. So why don't we have that same mindset for a guy who just went 20th overall to an offense we believe in, to a team we believe in. So if you can get Jackson Smith and Jibba, you got to do it now. Because by the time the signs are there, he's an instant rocket ship. You're not getting in on it. That window closes so quick. It could be, it could have happened last week. Last week, 
JSN saw six targets, only caught three of them. If he had caught five, 50 yards, that window's already shut. You're not getting them. So, I mean, that's how razor thin we're talking with JSN and with players like that. You got to try to buy when these opportunities. And I think right now, like Dakota said, you got to try to get that raft because it is. It's a tiny little raft to Devon A. Chain's boat, his yacht. Now, let me ask you guys this. If you had Devon A. Chain and you could get Jackson Smith plus Done. Dunzo, now what about straight up? You're not a contender. Done. You're not trying to win in 2023. Done. I won't say done because I think I can get done. more. I, I should be able I think to get you can probably get more, but I think you can. Practice, but I'm saying, if you, I'm saying if you have would. to say yes or no. Yes. Yeah, done. Done. I, done I, and dusted. But you, the, the thing is you can get more, though. That's the wild part. That's the best yeah. part, yeah. Yeah, I think as a general practice in Dynasty, we, we live in a society. We live in a society. In a society. That's, society. that's so like – we, we do live in a society. We live in a society. That is so like in the here and now. Again, we, you know, this, I, when I, when you were talking about that uh, yacht, I couldn't help but think of Jeff Bezos yacht that he had to tear down the bridge for in that one of those countries that he was traveling in. And that the bridge was like a historical thing. And they had, a, it was a whole thing anyway, uh, which is his yacht was ridiculous, by the way, <laughs> just like Devon at a Chan. A, ch- a chain, a chain, a chain, a chain. Um, chain. For so chain. I, I, I think demonetization, demonetization. Hey, down. that's his name. What do you want me to call it? It's a chan, a chan. And if it, if he had three siblings, it'd be four chan. Yeah, but yeah, I, I, I'm right there with you guys. I think well, it's been two games again. It's been a fantastic two games. One of those games was against Denver, and I know the other game was against Buffalo. But the, the opportunities went down significantly this past week. We know Jeff Wilson's coming back. We know this is going to be usage-wise. I mean, usage-wise, Achan is getting more of the, the usage now than Mostert. But Wilson is going to come back, so we'll see how he factors in there. And this, I will say this, too, about this Miami offense. The Miami offense, we were talking about it early in the season last year, about how good it was. Towards the end of the season, it, we, it kind of faded a little bit. So we'll, we'll, we'll see if they can keep this up. Um, and, you know, Mike McDaniel's a good coach, but we'll, we'll, we'll see. I, I, JSN, we forget that he outproduced Garrett Wilson and, um, oh, the other Ohio State receiver, Olave, in mm-hmm. college, right? That, right? that year, that one year. So he's on, like, he, he's a talented player. And we'll, we'll see. I'm, I'm more on the JSN side than the, the Chan side, but. I think I have to look at what I what I know and what I've researched over years and not weeks. So that's where I'm at too. So I'm right there with you guys. Cody, let me ask you: What was the year Chris Johnson burst onto the scene? Two oh eight was the what was it? Uh, it was two thousand seven, two thousand eight. I want to say two thousand seven was his two K year. The the big year. Two thousand sorry, two thousand eight was his rookie year. Two thousand nine was the two K year. Okay, so. In his rookie year, so let's even we're not even calling it his rookie year. So like for for the people that are saying, um, don't this trade the next CJ two K, right? But we're not saying give away at the next CJ two K. We're saying trade him for Adrian Peterson. We're saying trade him for Ray Rice plus. Trade him for Steven Jackson plus. We're 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 just saying down tier and really recuperate the value. That's all we're saying. So. Sometimes I think we put these labels on these players, but then we forget to put the surrounding labels on the other players that we're saying yeah. to trade for. We're not saying trade the next Chris Johnson for the next CJ Spiller. We're saying trade Chris Johnson for the for Maurice Jones Drew plus 
Fred Jackson, Fruit Plus, whatever else was, you know, the hot shit in 2009. What do you think about this deal? Give me JSN and Hall. JSN and Hall. Brees Hall and JSN. And a 1QB, so T-Law is almost useless in the 1QB format. Yeah, I'm going to take JSN Hall. Hall's, I mean, Hall is back. People are like he's not him. he's not limited at all. We remember last year before he got injured, Brees Hall was on a path to be the RB one in fantasy, right? Yeah, and um, Cody, we were watching that game Sunday. That run was the indicator of how incompetent they were in that game, not trying to win that game. The Jets should have been eating him. I was going. I mean, yeah, we did a live stream. We got our, our companion show we do on the executives of fantasy football on YouTube on Sunday nights during Sunday night football. I was losing my shit at the fact that the Jets had this game at arm's, arm's length reach, but they were scared to to put the ball in Zach Wilson's hands and to utilize Brees Hall, who looked 100%. He didn't look 100% four weeks ago with that 83-yard run. He looked 100% yesterday, Sunday night with his lateral cuts and with that burst. He looked 100%. And then, of course, two days later, Sala says, no restrictions. you damn right there's no restrictions going into Denver, who's given up 520 rushing yards the last two weeks. you damn right there's no restrictions. So, yeah. I mean, yeah, you got like you got literally like three days left to buy Brees Hall before his value goes, ding, ding, ding. And they should start leaning on him. So that's, yeah. All right. We got a couple more questions I want to get to when we're almost at an hour. So maybe we can go rapid fire here. This, this is a perfect rapid fire question, if you ask me. Who is your pound the table buy candidate? Maybe you've already talked about him. And who's your pound the table sell candidate? Is it JSN and Devon Achan? Did we just answer that question? For me, my pound the table, and I can't pound the table hard enough to go buy this player. And I know his value is up right now. I don't even care, but go get Isaiah Pacheco right now. Um, over the last two weeks, he has 35 carries for 177 yards, two touchdowns. He's evaded the most tackles in the NFL in the last two games, and he's put up. Uh, tw- he's coming off a 20-point game. And what is the con- the reoccurring theme that we've talked about here on this very episode of the Dynasty Square Table, the Dynasty Dindin Table, was how bad Denver's rush defense is. Well, Pacheco will see that defense two times over the next four weeks. So if you're if you're off to a bad start, but you believe this team can win, he might be the quintessential piece that can dig you out of that hole given this upcoming schedule, giving his continued usage on this team. Cody. I like that. I mean, you, you talked about him last night. Pacheco, I'm, I, just, I just cut that clip up, put it on YouTube. I think that mm-hmm. that's going to be a – Pacheco's a guy that people are kind of just like in a weird space about, like the same thing with kind of like a Damian Pierce. So um, – and I love – I mean, Pacheco – Pacheco is very high in the dog rating. You can find that one over at Patreon as well. But I think mine is um, this guy that's still 22 years old. He turns 23 on Friday. Turns 23 years old on Friday. And um, prolific. We already saw him have a 1,000-yard receiving season. Players at this position tend to play upwards of 34, 35, 36 years old. He just got overshadowed by a guy that had nine targets in a game that played with his current head coach. In a, on a former team, he's never going to have a worse quarterback than he has right now. The guy can't hit the broadside of a barn. My biggest buy right now is Kyle Pitts. I just watched him go for a second and third round pick in 2024. Oh, that's so that's such a good answer. I just want to say because yeah. Arthur Smith is an idiot, is one of the most inept coaches I've ever <laughs> yeah. witnessed coach a football team. It's like great person. 
Yeah, I'm not. I'm not saying like Matt Eberflus is a nice guy. You'd love to be neighbors with them. There's a lot of people I like and I think are nice that I don't think should be coaching a football team. I'm I'm one of those people. I don't. I have no business coaching an NFL football team or a high school football team. I'll tell you that right now. You have the ultimate Porsche, Ferrari, Kyle Pitts, but you're like, nah. Give me the 1989 Ford pickup truck, John Smith. <laughs> Like let's let's feed Johnu Smith. Like, I lost my virginity in this truck. That's right. I ain't trading it in for no foreign Kyle Pitt. Like I don't. I'm not saying anything. I'm just no, saying about the, the car. Import. I like, don't need a Porsche. Kyle, I don't need, I don't a, need a, a Kyle Pitts is one only the most athletic tight end we've ever seen come, and he's proved it too. It's him and Dick Buckus. I mean Mike Ditka, the tight end for the Bears that had that rookie record, yeah. like the thousand yeah. yards receiving in their rookie season, and then it's like. We're just kind of holding Kyle Pitts hostage right now. But he's a buy because A, Arthur Dude. Smith might lose his job. B, they're going to get another quarterback next year. And that quarterback. They will it, not play with Ritter. It might year. be Kyler Murray. No. It might be Kyler Murray. Zero it might percent. be Kirk Cousins. I mean, think mm-hmm. Justin Fields might be available. I don't know. I Like the, all of those yeah, are better options. Well, it, you have to admit Fields. Would you rather have Fields or Ritter? I, I'd take Fields. I mean. I think I mean, Pitts Pitts owners are going to be swinging from a ceiling fan if they trade for Fields. So, um, well, Komet had uh, two touchdowns. That, he had that, to hit more that might action take a than to Pitts. Hit, but I, uh, yeah, but I don't know. But so, but, but if you look Kyler up like Murray's out there, Kyler Murray's going to Kyler be, Murray might be out there. That's Kirk a fair great example. Some some trades that have just went through Pitts for Ford and Ferguson, Jerome Ford and Jake Ferguson. Pitts oh for a 2024 Lord. first. I'll take the 20. I'll take Pitts in it for a 2024 first in, in premium league. Um, Pitts for Ramondre in a second in a premium league. Pitts for a 2025 first. Like you're not paying premiums anymore on Pitts. Right. It's just like a baseline pick. It's not like I need three picks in premium leagues. Like it, it's not there. Baseline Pitts. Meanwhile, Sam it's, Laporta it, is like not like the last game he had was okay, an okay game, right? I just saw in a league like Laporta, basically Laporta getting trade for Hawkinson straight up. And I'm like, what, what, what are we doing? Like, what are we doing? Like he's like, I love, I like Sam Laporta as much as the next guy. I went to the university, the tight end you at Iowa. I mean, I loved it. I, I, Sam Laporta. I well, was on back to back Hawkeyes. I mean, he's going to be good, but for the other Hawkeye that's already proven, he's uh, an elite tight end in this league. I just, I, anyway, like, this, this is what I'm talking about. We get so caught up in these – like, Pitts is so good. Like, that's such a good answer. Like, he's – and he's only plummeting down, you know? So. Yes. It, it, that, that's – I'm interested. That was an interesting one. Uh, the problem is I've ha- I'm have i in a couple leagues where try, you ain't getting Pitts at the discount. Like, the, I, I yeah, am unfortunately that's... in the no discount for Pitts leagues, uh, or else I would try to buy. Especially in my home league, I got Kelsey. If I could somehow buy low on Pitts and literally not have to worry about him until Kelsey's gone, it would be the ideal situation, but it, he's just not obtainable in yeah. my league. I know he he went for a first plus and a deal that involved Terry McLaurin was a big deal, so it's not always easy. But I like the call because if you can get him at a stash price and use you know Schultz in the meantime, if you're not trading him for Ferguson, but you're able to pick up a Ferguson, you can use Ferguson in the meantime. There's you could really benefit. Uh, but you actually mentioned Cody, my pound the table sell, which is Ramondre Stevenson. I'm trying to get out now. Get out of Ramondre before it's too late. Get out of the Japa. Fifth hardest schedule over the next month. 
according to PFF's defense grade. Uh, it could get really, really tough for a season that's getting tough for not him, but just the, the whole team. And when you look at his efficiencies, they're, they're beginning to fall big time. Uh, 60th in true yards per carry now, 32nd in juke rate, 50th in yards per touch. Um, he's still running a ton of routes, but this offense smells something awful. And all it takes is Zeke to be the hot hand against Vegas, probably their easiest matchup in the next four. And all of a sudden you're looking at four, six straight duds for a guy like Ramondre, somebody who was hyper fragile on the dynasty market to begin with. Get out now or you are going to be port. I think that, I think that's that's a good one. I think sometimes it's the sunk cost fallacy, right? Where he's like, ah, just kind of holding on and hoping that something will happen. But, but man, I, I was, I was, I thought this New England offense would be better. I thought it'd be Bill better. O'Brien, you know, and you're right there in New England or in that neck of the woods, Maddie. So you mm-hmm. would know better than anybody. I mean, Mac Jones looks like the very definition of average. These wide receivers, I mean, Juju looks cooked. This offense doesn't really inspire much of anything mm-hmm. i mean maybe not even hunter henry is really getting it i mean he was one of their leading targets. Two games that's it yeah that's about it and i yeah i think you got to get out even though you're selling at 50 cents on the dollar like you got to get something this bet this past game against the the cowboys have everyone questioning his his longevity on this team uh if he's the guy you're hearing reports now from the national media that there's uh, locker room concerns that they don't like the guy all that much, and the Patriots themselves aren't going to support him. And I'm sorry, this is what someone here locally on sports radio said, and I agree one million percent. If he's your guy, you do not bench him, no matter how hard it is. You're you're going to bench Mahomes if you're getting blown out. Well, Mahomes is a little bit different; he's at a different stage of his career. But like, that you're going to bench the your guy, the guy. You're going to bench Herbert a year ago. You're going to bench Joey Burrow a year ago. No, you're not benching those guys. You're not benching Jalen Hurts when times are tough for a fourth round guy who's not the guy either. That's what goes back to the whole thing when Justin Fields too and Tyson Bajan. If they go to Tyson Bajan, even when it's darkest, there that means they are done though, like they are up here with Mac Jones. Yeah, and it, to bring it full circle, it was that that was the the game where they benched Mac Jones was the game that Justin Fields broke out last year with that mm-hmm. his first, you know, they and they wiped the floor with New England. So yep. was that their last win? Oh gosh. Yeah, I think so. Might be. It was a Sunday night or Monday night football. It's been so long ago. Week four or five. That's that's the problem, Maddie. Is like we're thinking about when did the Bears last win a game? I know it's been fourteen in a row, but uh, (laughs) like I can't remember. It's like it must have been that New England game. I guess I don't know. Like because they were in a lot of close games with Justin Fields just going absolutely bonkers in fantasy football. But yeah, Mm -hmm. it it was the New England game. Okay, and they beat Bill Belichick. The the Bears will probably beat him again this year. Oh, dude, and you know what we were saying. After that game, it's like, we got our quarterback, baby. (laughs) (laughs) All these Bears fans were going nuts. Myself included. We just look what we did to Bill Belichick's defense with Justin Fields. Um, So, yeah. Can I give you guys a sell real quick? And we'll see if you guys agree. And then we'll Mm -hmm. uh, move on to happier. Well, maybe not happier, but other topics. You give us a sell, and then I'm going to give you my last pound the table sell. Okay. Okay. Well, I'll I'll give you my pound. I've been knocking this guy off season. I'm just going to say it. I don't think this uh, Packers offense is very good. It has nothing to do with me being a Bears fan. And nothing. I think Christian Watson, I don't know. I, Jordan Love, I don't oh think he's very good. Christian Watson's – like, I I got laughed at 
right? Which happens sometimes on this show. Chris Godwin, look, like I, I said, I had the audacity to say Chris Godwin, better dynasty asset than Christian Watson. Christian Watson apparently is going to the Hall of Fame. I don't know. Like everybody loves this guy. He's going to third, fourth round of redraft. And I said, well, hold what? on, guys. Yeah, you, you weren't there for that. You weren't there the for that. Who are you drafting against? In underdog. Packer fans? In underdog. It was in like it was widely accepted. Like, oh, this guy's gonna break out based on four games last year, even though he doesn't have well, the I mean, quarterback that he has that he had last year. As much as we the night is darkest before the dawn. I mean, Aaron Rodgers is has found a new dawn with the Jets, and now he's hurt, but that's another story. Like, geez. I don't know. This offense how, do you have you, have you watched Jordan Love play play? Are we are we good with him? I I'm not like I he's terribly inaccurate. Christian Watson's going to be working deep down the field. Jaden Reed's there. Jaden Reed's great. Jaden Reed is and, great. And your guy, you your, guy right. your guy got your guy got like 12 13 targets last week. Romeo Dubs or Dubs or whatever his name is. He's in the mix. He's the, he's the very and talk about another receiver who's the very definition of Josh Palmer average, Romeo Dubes. So I don't know, man. I just don't think this Packers offense is very good. Like they can't get the running game going all of a sudden. Aaron Jones, AJ, like AJ Dillon's probably AJ not Dillon's that good. Not. But yeah, AJ Dillon, I was totally I thought he would be a nice little buy in Dynasty. I was totally wrong about that. But I don't I don't trust this Packers offense, number one. And he had, if not for the touchdown. Where where was he? Where was he? Like uh, David Montgomery was coming off of an, an injury, scoring like three or four touchdowns, and I was looking for Christian Watson. I was like, "Where is he? I can't see him." It, if it wasn't for that the touchdown, acid spewing I, from I this couldn't see right him now. at all. He's where did he? Guy had a twenty four percent snap share in his comeback, and he's just where was he? He was on the sideline because he was hurt. That's twenty four percent snap share. Yeah. I promise he's, you, this week it'll be seventy five percent. But hey. he's hurt all last year too. Like that hey, one. who's your editor for the show? Who's the who's the clipper for this one? This is uh, Jay. Jay. Jay, you're in the chat. I appreciate you. Thank you. You're beautiful. You do a great job. Clip the shit out of this right now <laughs> so that on Monday, actually Monday night, after the Monday night game against the Raiders, you can clip Tuesday. this and you can use it. Utilize Good. the shit it's, out of this clip. Please. I hope. I hope. I have him on a few dials. The value just skyrocket up. So, he, Wait, he, so he, you have him? You use the biggest sell in, in Dynasty, but you have him? I'm like a team like two teams. Do you have him like, in the dynasty roundtable league? I'll take him. No, I don't have him there. No. See, but this I is just a, I just don't understand. I just don't understand. Here's I, I the thing I'm, about Christian Watson. It's yeah. like the UFC. You you go watch the UFC, Seth? Yeah, on occasion. Yeah. The, the, you ever see the nice submission? They just get they just get squeezed until they have to submit. They have to they have to give up. Sure, sure, sure. I but, I have had my neck cranked by Christian Watson, and I am giving up. I am no longer caring about his touchdown magnet. He can do Cranked. it. I'm. I, you've got me tapping. He is a touchdown magnet. That's what he is. He, and, he unless he's on the sidelines, hurt. Unless he's on like. Unless he's like. That was the excuse. I love last this year. conversation right now. I love this conversation. This guy over here is vouching for the guy that had the touchdowns last year. And this guy over here is like, yeah, but what about David Montgomery? He had like six touchdowns on last week on Thursday night. And it's like they both had touchdowns, brother. And guess yeah. what? My biggest sale right now is David it. Montgomery. You're welcome. It's <laughs> David Montgomery. Get the hell out of here with David Montgomery. I'll take your second round picks in 2024 for David Montgomery. Let's see here. What else can we get? We can get Nico Collins in a traditional PPR 12-man league for, for, for David Montgomery. Come on down. 
own Dave Nico Collins. Join the squad. You can uh, <laughs> add Matthew Stafford in a uh, two QB league with Dave Montgomery. And you can get a first round pick next year. Come on down. First round pick in 2024. Oh, you can get a 2024 second. I'll take that again. Welcome to the squad. Second round pick of next year. <laughs> Who else can we get here? We can get a um, another second round pick and you know a shitty running back named Devin Sing- Devin Singletary. We'll take that. Oh, we can get Chris Godwin. I'll take Chris Godwin. Come on down. We can get a second round pick in twenty twenty five. Take that. We can get Debo Samuel, and all we have to do is give up David Montgomery and Juju. Come on down. You're, You're taking a twenty five second for David. No way. Done. No oh way. That's horrible. he's twenty six. No way. He's twenty six, bro. He's 26, and guess what's behind him? And guess what's behind him, right? Right. I called Charbonnet a Ford Ranger, and I said, you're not going to take the Ford Ranger and bring him in and play him in front of the Corvette, right? You know what you have going? And and let's hear, okay, (laughs) right? But but when you're in Detroit, you currently have a Ferrari sitting out back in the shed, and you're just like, pitter-patter, 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 pitter-patter. I got my, my international harvester in the front yard. Who's just raking dudes over, scoring touchdowns behind a amazing corn-fed offensive line? You just raking over the corn, scoring touchdowns, right? And then guess what's going to happen? That Cessna with like two thousand horsepower is going to go, and all of a sudden, the international harvesters worthless. And yeah, that's but Jameer Gibbs. One thing you're leaving out of this equation, this analogy, is the farmer is Dan Campbell, and he wants to run over. He wants to eat some kneecaps. He does, he but what's going to happen? He don't want to zoom zoom. He wants to plow over. <laughs> okay. Okay, so go. guess what you should do? You should That's go right. buy Zonovan Knight then. You should go buy Zonovan Knight then. Because I right. promise you, the guy that got already hurt this year, probably not going to not get hurt again. <sighs> I, I, I love like Christian Watson. It's just like Christian Watson. He's probably going to get hurt again. And I also think again. it's very interesting and very apropos that the Bear fan of all people is talking about accurate quarterbacks in Green Bay. I didn't say just – he did complete like 20 passes in a row. He said, Jordan Love, are we sure he's even good? He's inaccurate as hell. I'm like, damn, bro, you did, do know inaccurate quarterbacks, I guess. You watch uh, we Iowa, are, you I'm watch an, the Bears. Dude, I'm an expert on terrible quarterback play. Trust me. Uh, and, why, like, suffering through it as well. So, I I don't know. Like, I remember a real quick story that means absolutely nothing. I walked into a <laughs> bar. It sounds like a joke. But it's not. This is a real story that happened. All right. Walked into a bar in Arkansas and on the TV, it was like February, March, like football season was like it was leading up to the Super Bowl. But college was over. It must have been yep. January. And they were having a skills competition amongst college quarterbacks. And the two quarterbacks that made the finals were Jordan Love and Nate Stanley. I swear to God, I'm not making this up. And I was like, oh, Nate, the reason it caught my attention was because I saw Nate Stanley, a quarterback, terrible quarterback from Iowa on the screen. And they were doing a skills competition. Do you want to do you want to know who won that skills competition? Nate Stanley versus Jordan Love. Well, it's got to be Nate Stanley. It was Nate Stanley beating Jordan Love in an accuracy competition. What do you want? I, uh, what do you want me to say? I don't practice better than this guy's analysis is Nate Stanley practiced better than Jordan Love five years ago. (laughs) Yeah. Steve's there's no there's no evidence this guy was any good. He was bad in college. I don't understand. So so here's the thing. Yeah. Four years ago, Nate Mm -hmm. Stanley sucked. Oh yeah. Now let's Google what's Nate Stanley doing. (laughs) This is good stuff. Let, Nate wait, Stanley. What can we talk about? Like Cody Googles Nate, Nate we, have, we currently have a six 
six show streak in which Nate Stanley is brought up. I swear to you. <laughs> Nate Stanley hasn't touched a football yeah. since the 19th of July in 2022 yeah. when the Vikings said, hey, dude, come on over here for a week. We'll, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll throw you on the squad. Nah, just kidding. Yeah. Go back home. That was that. Jordan Love, however, has been playing behind Aaron Rodgers for four years. And he's actually been playing football. Yeah. So I'm going to go ahead and, and dismiss um, a, I'm just a saying it's a, it's a real yeah. thing that happened. Jordan Love did suck. He did suck. Oh, he, he but still he at does. Least had upside. He still does. That's suck. why he's in the NFL. Anyway. I knew it. Jay, you're awesome. I knew the first thing that came to my mind was bagging groceries or working real estate. Bang. Working real estate. Look at that in the comments. I bet. I bet, man. I bet he's pretty That's good at that. I bet he's pretty yeah, good. Charming his house yeah. sold per route run is so much better than Jordan Love's. That's for oh, for sure. sure. For sure. Nobody can quite spread out the cookies in the milk, you know, for all the people who come in to the open house, you know, not for Santa Claus, but for the open house. I can't believe we talked about Nate Stanley again. Every time we're together, I swear if this show ends, when we wrap the show, if I have to watch the highlight of that one random running back again for the 15th time hanging out with you two, I'm going to watch it and (laughs) hang out with you two. All right. Real quick, before we go, we have to, I have to ask you guys, since you guys are, you know, dynasty. What the hell was his name? Theisman? Wiseman. Oh, Wiseman for Heisman. Wiseman for Heisman. Deja vu. I bet. I bet he's just changing. Something just changed. I bet. I bet. This exact exchange 12 times has happened in my life. I bet he's um, Theisman. Wiseman. Heisman. Wiseman for Theisman. Mark Wiseman, baby. Mark Wiseman. He he looked like he was 40 when he was 22. Modern. This conversation has happened 16 times already. Between the three Modern days. day Peyton Allen. Peyton, Peyton. Yes. Peyton, yes. That's, that's Peyton, exactly what we said last Peyton, time we talked about him. I just broke. Yep. Peyton what? Peyton. Peyton Hillis. Peyton Hillis. Peyton Hillis was on the cover of Madden. You remember that? Mm-hmm. He's a, he's a yep. hero. Peyton Hillis is a mm-hmm. hero. Yeah. Still revered in Cleveland by some people. Um, how I got to ask you, how valuable are these 2024 rookie picks going to be? Because I'm getting pretty. I don't know about y'all, but I've I've got some. I've got more than the average bear, and I'm pretty excited mm. about this 2024 class. What do you guys think? I think this is one of the most important classes for a rebuilding franchise in Dynasty that we've seen in the last handful of years. Because two reasons: the potential depth at quarterback and the potential depth at high end wide receivers, where you could expedite a rebuild. If you land yourself a couple of good wide receivers, uh, something that comes to mind is if you got Chase and Smith, Chase and Waddle, you can truly ex- – Jefferson and Lamb was in the same year. If you can get yourself two of these potentially stud receivers, you can expedite your winning window uh, leaps and bounds. So they, it's very important to get some extra 24 picks uh, if you're rebuilding. I, and again, I love this class too. We dove into it on patreon.com forward slash executives. Me and Maddie did for about 40 minutes on Sunday night talking about this quarterback class, which I think is a, a very diverse conversation just involving the amount of guys that are in it with the amount of guys that could leave. So if you want to go check that out, you can go check that out as well as we're currently working on our cornerstone rankings, which is the 2023 class with the 2024 class and the 2025 class held together so you'd be able to rank the classes combined and see kind of where you want to disperse your picks that you do have um that's you know brock bowers everybody knows who brock bowers is but the the big conversation i think is going to start and end at quarterback and caleb drake 
but really what's going to come next is Bo, Bo Nix is going to be Quinn Ewers. You know, you're going to get the KG Jeffersons, the Cam Wards. They're, they're going to be this, the values, I think, at the quarterback position. But really what we're looking for in Dynasty is, is there a running back? And I mentioned it earlier, breaking news, there's no Bijan in this class. Now, again, there is a Travion Henderson. There is a Braylon Allen. Braylon Allen's about a 245-pound truck who's he's kind of a mixture between the 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 aj dillon and the derrick henry kind of a mixture in there he's only 20 years old trayvon henderson's just a little over 20 and a half and henderson was looked at as the stud will shipley's a a guy that everyone dreamt of being the next christian mccaffrey we haven't seen it yet out of clemson rocket sanders out of arkansas is disappointed trey benson's kind of disappointed donovan edwards from michigan's taking a step back blake corum who's borderline a midget has looked a lot better this year after coming off of acl but i mean he's Mm -hmm. coming off of acl and he's going to be 23 years old by the time the draft rolls around so i think you're going to want um uh, more second round picks than i think first round picks if you don't have a top four i'm going to be looking at the top four and then round two, that's kind of where I'm going to be focusing all of my stuff right now. Currently, it's October. I get that. Um, so things are going to move and shake and, 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 and migrate between now and then. Um, but the running back position is interesting to me. And then, of course, you have wide receiver, which starts and ends in Ohio. Um, Marvin Harrison, Mecca Igbuka. And then on from there, the conversation between between neighbors, Xavier Worthy. Like, there's plenty of wide receivers to come around and go around, and I think you're going to be able to find a receiver anywhere between round one and two. But mm-hmm. um, I think the the strength and the depth comes at quarterback. Absolutely, yeah. I'm some of my favorite players. Like, I I know Trey Benson's not having the best season so far, but Trey Benson, very intrigued by him. Rome Udunze from mm-hmm. Washington is having a good season. I was I was high I was high on him early in the process. I'm still very high on him and Malik Neighbors. Those are like my three of my favorite prospects. Like Malik Neighbors looks like a freak to me, but that's and I know obviously you got the Ohio State receivers that are awesome. Marvin Harrison, Igbuka. I mean, it's I'm I'm super Brock Bowers, and then obviously Caleb Williams at the top. Like Superflex is going to be Drake May. Drake May, yes. Drake May, I think, is like would come into the league at like middle, like fifth rank fifteenth, like mm-hmm. quarterback in the league. Like I think that's how good he is. I'm very bullish on him. It's a good class, man. I'm very excited. I'm very excited. And so, it, uh, my 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 rule of thumb currently for the 24 class when it comes to picks, if you are a year away, stock up on seconds because you can now pick up two or three of these running backs and hope one of them hits. Uh, but if yeah. you're looking for 2025 and beyond, it's a two or three year wait. You want those, you just want as many firsts as possible so that you can just go back to this receiver well, go back to this quarterback well, and come away with potentially, you know, two receivers, two quarterbacks, or a quarterback, three receivers, like truly stockpile on some difference making assets. Uh, yeah, no, I, I, I agree. I couldn't, set a, I couldn't have said it better myself. Guys, we're all approaching an hour and a half. I got to get you out of here. Uh, plug what you got to plug and then give me a bold prediction for the rest of the season. We'll start with you, Cody. All right. Well, first things first, uh, the executives of fantasy football on YouTube. We just created this channel about four weeks ago. We started the hurdle, which is Tuesdays, Wednesdays and Fridays at 7 PM Eastern time. We got guests coming on there tonight was episode 11 with Seth D It wasn't the hurdle. though; it was actually the huddle because we we're on the dynasty <laughs> dinner table tonight. So, you know, there's a whole little, you know, mix mash, you know, we're trading spaces and, 
bullshit like that. Um, but you can go check that out on YouTube as well as patreon.com forward slash executives, where I just mentioned our cornerstone rankings. We're doing the executives show every single week. This week we talked about the 2024 class and the quarterbacks and why Shadur Sanders will not be in this draft class, as well as a couple of other guys. And on top of that, Undercovered Ops, the show that you all know at, at Player Profiler. I brought it back because I was annoyed and annoyed and annoyed on Twitter to do it. And I said, Maddie, you know, I'm, I think I think I'm gonna put this shit on Patreon, I guess. So Undercovered Ops, episode three drops tomorrow. Episode one was uh post week two. We nailed Jaleel McLaughlin two weeks early. Last week we nailed Michael Wilson. Again, mm. we've been on Michael Wilson forever, but we got you even more Michael Wilson last week before. The seven for seven for eighty-two and a touchdown, two touchdowns going game. Seven for seven for seven, whatever the fuck it was. You get the fucking point. Tomorrow we'll be back with even more undercovered ops on patreon.com forward slash executives. Now for the bold take for the rest of the way. I think this is bold. Let's ride with it, huh? Brees Hall running back three ROS. <laughs> Go get some Brees Hall. And while you're in the Hunting mood, go find me on X. I'm at Maddie Kiwoom. Of course, you got to be tapping into the executives of fantasy football. Subscribe to the YouTube channel. We need to crack 100 subscribers. People, get out there and subscribe. Check out the huddle or the hurdle. Depends on who you ask. Seth, it's the hurdle because we're hurdling people to the next day where there's football to watch. Tuesdays, Wednesdays, Fridays. Uh, check the patreon.com slash executives. Like Cody said, we got a lot of stuff going on there. And then the Sunday hang, the the Sunday uh, companion. companion, Sunday Night Football Companion is going to take off. It's going to be a ton of fun. You'll see us on there. We're going to have a, some guests on where we can just hang out, have some fun. And it's like watching football with some of your boys. So you want to check that out. Of course, game plan here on Player Profiler every Saturday. Trade Gods is the alternating show with the Dynasty Roundtable. So you can check that out. Yeah, that's going to be everything, and I have a I have to go bold now with my bold pick. Isaiah Pacheco is the running back five over the next four weeks. It's, yeah, I love that. Love Cody's take, too. You can follow What's me yours, on uh, – we'll, we'll get to it, all right? Just okay. hold your horses. Um, <laughs> you can follow me on Twitter at Seth underscore D-I-E-W-L-D. You should like the video right now. Subscribe to the channel. And check out the work of our talented writers, including Maddie Kiwoom, on playerprofiler.com, news and articles section. My bold prediction is that trading away David Montgomery, even in Dynasty, is going to be one of the biggest mistakes you'll make, especially if you're competing (laughs) now. David Montgomery is going to finish as a top 10 running back in fantasy points per game, and he's easily, easily going to outscore Jameer Gibbs this year, even though, <laughs> even though Jameer Gibbs is going to get some, some more, utilized more in the passing game, but we saw David Montgomery get some targets in this last game. We know who the red zone running back is, so we're going to see more milk of this game. Milk it, milk Montgomery for everything you can get. Milk it. Yeah, you got it. <laughs> there you go. Yes, that is a fake boob. Oh my gosh! It's stress ball. This is a new. This is a, a new. Uh, this is a stress boob. We you guys stress- don't know nothing about. You guys don't know nothing about the 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 uh, grip game. <laughs> <laughs> well, until next time <laughs> on the Dynasty Roundtable. Nobody cares about Aaron Rodgers, even though we wish you the best, Aaron. I know you're probably a little upset that you're not the one dating Taylor Swift, but 
you're going to have to get over that. All right. There are plenty of attractive, famous people that are women that, loves that, doing you drugs. Can, that you can date, that you can go have a silence retreat, retreat with. Yep. So you go for it. Have a have a blast. We'll see you this time next year. So we can watch you suck. Almost you can be you can be almost as good as Jordan Love. And uh we'll we'll catch you next time. Bye bye, everybody.